Oh yeah, Breaker 1-9, this here's the rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Pigpen? Come on. Oh yeah, 10-4 Pigpen, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean clear to Fagtown. Come on. Yeah, that's a big 10-4 there, Pigpen. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sake alive, looks like we got us a convoy. Was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Barrow, Iowa, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, pig pen, this here is rubber duck, and I'm putting the hammer down. Cause we got a big old convoy rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a big old convoy, ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on and join our convoy, ain't nothing gonna get in our way. We gonna roll this trucking convoy across the USA. This is Victoria Vandenberg. Biscuits Buttered Podcast. Hit us up on social media. It's a great weekend. I've had a great time and I recorded a great podcast. So please tune in and tell your friends about it. Fuck yeah. All right. It's been uh, quite a day. And uh, I hope that you can't hear. I'm hoping this microphone isn't picking up anything in the background because I'm trying to record a fucking podcast and uh, my elderly father is blasting fucking a live performance of Tina Turner and she's killing it. I mean, she is killing it. I cannot, uh, I cannot criticize her performance. She is the best, but he's blasting <laughs> this shit throughout the house I've got the door closed. I'm like all the way, we've got a huge house. So I'm like all the way on the other side of the fucking house and I can still hear it coming through the fucking walls. Tina Turner just running around. And uh, I don't I don't know. I'm hoping it's not picking up. You know, this microphone's pretty good about not picking up background noise. So I'm hoping that you're not hearing Tina Turner, you know, running around the stage, uh, you know, with her very sexy legs, you know, she's always showing her legs, letting people know like, Hey, I got it. I still got it. And uh, my dad, um, has a, has a pretty, um, hardcore, um, thing for Tina Turner. Uh, he really, really likes her (laughs) a little too much. (laughs) My dad, uh, he, um, let's just say, takes his coffee black and he takes his women black too. Uh, as do I, as do I. So, um, because I love, um, I, I fuck every race. You know, you talk to, this is, I know this conversation is going all over the place and this wasn't even written down that I was going to talk about this. But now that we're on the subject of uh, my father wanting to fuck Tina Turner, and every every single black woman he's I'm talking about every single black woman he sees he's got it pretty pretty hard pretty hard for the blacks. Um, now I love black people too, and I do want to fuck. I don't want to fuck every black person I see, but maybe fifty 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 fifty. But now every Latino person I see, that's another subject. I want to fuck every single Latino I see. And I want to fuck every single Asian I see. (laughs) 
So, you know, I got it. It kind of goes in that order. Latinos make me weak in the knees. I'm going to go on like a sexist rant. Sexist slash racist rant. Trumpish sexist racist rant. <laughs> Latinos first. Then the, and the Asians thing is like a recent thing. I've got it, got it hard for Asians. And then after that, uh, the blacks. I'm going to say that like Trump would say it, the blacks. <laughs> and uh, then after that, um, I think white people would be at the, actually at the back of the line. I just, they're boring. They're boring. And every time I see a white person, I'm just like, I don't know. She's like, I'm not interested. I need, I need a little flavor. Is that racist to say that? If it is, <laughs> you know what to do. Hit me up on social media. Tell me whether I'm being shitty with saying that. I think it's funny, but that's just up to you. But since we've went down the races of of uh, who we would want to fuck the most, uh, I just wanted to make sure y'all knew race-wise what I'm hitting. You know, um, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not going to get into you know. We're not going to get into describing the different cultures and what we like about them. Maybe that would be a little too far, but as far as fucking, I want to fuck the Latinos, especially the Brazilian. What is it with the Brazilians? You know, you, you, um, I don't know. It's like, they're very showy. They're very per- performative. They're performative with their, their sex, you know, and their sexuality. You know, they love to show off. They love to peacock. They love to spread their beautiful plumage and just show it to everybody. Why? What is that? What is that about their culture? But they're very sexy. They're very sexy. If you let me loose on Rio de Janeiro, oh man, I'd never come back. I would never come back. Okay. Maybe I should end this rant <laughs> because I was not here to talk about what races and in what order I would fuck. And uh, in case anyone doesn't know, this is a comedy show. So if that offended you, um, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, whatever happened to that, you know, nowadays you have people that, um, you know, you're not supposed to admit what races you you sexually are into, you know, because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're, you know, objectifying black people or black men or black women or, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, they, they don't want you to have like a thing for a certain race. Like it just is what it is. We all have our little things we like. We need to just get over it and accept it. Yeah. Some people love Asians and they get really into Asian. They get so into Asians that they move to the fucking Philippines. They move to fucking Thailand so they can get them an Asian and the Thai people, the Thai people, they're wonderful. They're the best people, right? Every, what is it? I think they're the best Asian. We're going to rank the Asian races and nationalities. (laughs) That's what we're going to get into today. That's where we're going with this podcast today. I didn't intend for it to go here, but we're there now. We're there now and we're going to ride it through. (laughs) The Thai people are the best Asians. I'm going to do this in a Trump-esque rant. (laughs) The Thai people. You know, culturally, they're just better, right? Have you ever noticed this? So, I don't know if you know, I know a lot of Thai people, okay? Uh, I've never been to Thailand. Uh, I do know people who live in Thailand. And, uh, but when you meet 
Thai people. Have you ever been to a Thai restaurant? They're they're just they're so on it. You know, they're always on top of their game. Like anytime I go into a Thai restaurant, it's just really well organized and ran real well. They're super fucking nice. They're super fucking nice. And they love it when fat, white, fucking Americans come into their restaurants like me and want to shovel food in their face. And that's me. I come in, I'm like, you know, they treat me like a fucking king every time I come in. And I guess that's why I've fallen in love with Thai people. And, um, you know, you go over to the Vietnamese, they're, they're not as, you know, they're not as friendly. They're not as friendly. They're kind of, I don't know, they still have the same, like, really hardworking, hard work ethic, you know. But uh, they're not as friendly as the Thai people. Um, so that is my ranking. <laughs> the Japanese people are kind of like white people. They're kind of uppity. They think they're better than everybody else. They 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 never you know they don't want to date no white people you know. Look look these are all these are all stereotypes and um, generalizations. All right, this is just um, things I've observed. Okay, <laughs> when I was in college, we had lots of Japanese people, and they tend to think that they're better than Americans. And I'm like, well, if you're better than Americans. Why do you come over here to get your... Because a lot of Japanese people come over here to get their college degrees. But that's just my opinion, man. And my opinions are very fluid. <laughs> so uh, I will not stick to my guns and I will not hold hard to my opinion. So just know that. That my opinions tend to melt away or kind of blow away in the wind uh, with time. <laughs> So, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not married to my opinions. Ah, <laughs> oh, gotta have a drink. Got to have a drink. So today, today on the podcast, I want to talk about Christmas. I fucking hate Christmas. I am Scrooge this year. Um, I fucking hate Christmas. I'm tired of it. I want to get it out of my life. I want to get it out of my goddamn life. So I was raised in a home where Christmas is a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. And I, I was, I was raised in sort of a dysfunctional home, but now that I'm older, I realized that when I talk to other people about their upbringing, I'm like, oh, fuck, I had it really good. <laughs> I had it really, really fucking good. But now that, so when I was a child, you know, I was basically showered with whatever I wanted at Christmas time when I was a child. And the reason for that is I had a father, have a father who grew up poor and he had horrible Christmases, never got anything. All he got was like beat by a shitty father, right? who he never speaks about. So now that he's an adult, he fucking just goes crazy with Christmas because he grew up poor. So now he wants to like just go insane with it where he's spending, I, I, I bet my father spends thousands of dollars during Christmas on presents. I, I guarantee you he does. At least like two grand probably. And I... 
uh, am not as wealthy as he. <laughs> you know, I'm not as wealthy as he. And uh, so now that I'm an adult, I guess he expects me to do the same now that I work. <laughs> and um, so he does this thing every year where he like has a Christmas club account and he puts back money. And um, I don't do that. So today, you know, he fucking went, look, you know, my dad, he's very old, very old, very elderly, makes a huge deal out of Christmas. So he gets all these magazines, you know, typical old person. He gets his mailbox is full every day of just magazines. And that's all he does all day is look through these magazines and order shit, just order shit all over and over and over and over again. So he sees all this stuff in these magazines that he wants, wants. And my, my father's a very large man, so they always send him these king-size catalogs. He's 80 years old, and he's like, you know, he's huge. So he, he needs to order this shit out of king-size catalogs. And I'm, you know, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm a very sizable person myself. Um, so they send us fat fucks um, uh, king-size catalogs. So he sees this coat that he likes, and it's like a fucking two hundred dollar coat. It's a two. I don't. I don't make enough money to be doing two hundred dollars single purchases. And this rant later, as I go on on this rant, you're gonna be like, "Huh?" You'll get it later on. I'm gonna mention that I made a purchase for myself, and you're gonna be like, "Didn't this guy just say he didn't have money?" Well, yeah, but just bear with me. I'll get to it. So this motherfucker picks out a $200 coat and he picks out all these other things in these magazines. And so before I've even went shopping today, cause that was our goal to go, to go fucking shopping for Christmas. Before I even leave the house, I've spent $200 <laughs> because I had to order this fucking coat. And it was a nice coat out of this magazine. And I'm like, I guarantee you I'm going to spend all this money. And I'm literally like, he, he doesn't have, you know, when you get old, you look at, like, you, you don't have a good eye for what looks good and what clo good clothing. Like, literally, this man bought me a members only jacket once. And I guarantee you, he spent $300 on it. Fucking bought me a members only jacket. And he thought that he was doing the greatest thing ever, buying me a members only jacket. And it, it became a huge joke between me and Bert's Chili. And I would wear this members only jacket out in public looking like, looking like George Costanza. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but you know, he, you know, like the Blair catalog, like it's all like old people clothes, you know, with elastic waists and just, it looks like you look like you're straight out of like the late seventies, early eighties, you know, it's just old man clothing. And I'm like, I guarantee you, I'm going to wake up Christmas Day. I'm going to have like a whole stack of old man clothing waiting on me <laughs> as, as Christmas presents. So I have that to look forward to. Now, see, I'm going all over the place with this. And I done forgot where I was going with this. But I guess I need... I'm trying to think if I, if there was a point that I was actually going to fucking make. And I don't think there was one. It's just fucking Christmas sucks. Okay. Christmas sucks. And I want there to be a time in my life 
when I don't have to go out and spend hundreds of dollars on other people. I want to spend money on myself. I'm selfish. I want to spend money on myself. (laughs) So, um, and we'll get to that later because I did have a little selfishness today. After spending all this money, I, I did buy myself something rather expensive for myself. So, okay. Um, Christmas, one day, one day, 20, 30 years from now, maybe 50, I don't know, when when my father's no longer here, I'm going to make a pact with everyone else in my family. Let's end this Christmas shopping and bullshit. You know, let, it's stressful, it, it's expensive, and I would rather just like take y'all out to a nice restaurant, you know, I'd rather take y'all out to like, a, a, you know, go out to a restaurant, get a fucking tomahawk ribeye. You know, I'd rather spend a hundred bucks on a tomahawk ribeye, medium rare, you know, fucking Angus beef, Wagyu, whatever. You know, I want to, I want a fine dining experience. That's what gets me off, right? Not all this Christmas shopping and presents and unwrapping and all that shit. I want to end it. I want there to be a time when I'm free of the tyranny of buying presents because it's so stressful shopping. And that's been my whole day today is stressful shopping. And I'm telling you, society's deteriorating and I have lots of stories to go through to fucking prove it. But I'm just going to start out with the first of the day, right? I'm just going to start out with the first of the fucking day. So we wake up. I wake up early. I wake up at like fucking seven in the morning, even though I was out to like midnight last night. We fucking go to the Steak and Biscuit in Moulton, which is a, a fine dining establishment in Moulton, Alabama. And so we go in here and they apparently it had shut down because uh, there was like a kitchen fire or something. Well, there's lots of stories about this place. So <laughs> this place used to be open 24-7 and it was like one of the last bastions of uh, when smokers ruled the world. Remember that? Remember when smokers ruled the world and they could just smoke wherever they wanted to? Well, this was like the, this is the absolute last restaurant that I know of where you can act, where you could actually smoke a cigarette and dine up until like a month ago. So every time I used to go in here and there's a funny story uh, there was always like a, a, and this is, I'm not doing too good today. I'm not doing too good today with the race relations, but it just is what it is. I, I don't know any other way to describe it. Used to when I would go dine here, there was always a very rowdy, I assume, black family. They looked like a family. So every time I'd eat there, you know, I would sit in the smoker section because I don't, I don't fucking care. Um, and cause I love the smell of cigarettes. I love the smell of tobacco. I just love it. Well, anyway, so we're sitting in there. This is a story from years and years and years ago. We go in there and there's a black family that's always in this restaurant. And there's this gigantic, morbidly obese black woman. And I'm talking about she could walk, but she was, you know, she was almost there where she was going to need, you know, a wheelchair. 
And all she did all day was sit in that fucking restaurant, stuffing her face and smoking Marlboro Reds all day long, like one after the other. And I'm assuming she's dead now because this was like, I don't know, this might have been a decade ago. I'm not good with time. So I used to go in there and for some reason this bitch didn't like me. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes black people, when they see me, they just, they don't, they don't. I, I don't know. I conj- I trigger black people. Okay. Just, it's just, it is, it's just a thing. I trigger black people. I don't know what it is. Okay. I'm a fat person of English, Irish descent. Uh, I have the physique of a slave trader. Maybe that's what triggers them. I don't know. Some black people are just set off by me. I don't know why. It's just something I got to accept. Uh, you know, it's just like, you know, some black people trigger white people. It's just, it just is what it is. It happens. Okay. So I come in here. I'm, you know, ordering my food. I fucking love this place, by the way. I mean, I fucking love their food and everything. And I love their, they've got very good breakfast, which we'll get to. We'll eventually get to after I tell this horrible story, which isn't even a story. I don't even know why I'm fucking telling it. Because I, I literally, I have stories and it's just like about um, microaggressions. <laughs> Like nothing even happened. It was just a microaggression. Well, anyway, so every time I'd go in this restaurant, this fucking lady would literally, anytime she saw me, the whole time I was in there, she'd be giving me the stank eye. Morbidly obese, fucking gut hanging over the table, gut hanging down on the floor, folds, you know, you've seen the fat people, and I'm I'm a fat fuck myself, okay? But I'm not that fat where they have fat rolls on their fucking legs. And like, it's like they have their own planets hanging off their legs. It's fucking horrible. I'm glad I never got that fat. I don't think, I, I don't know if I ever could get that fat because I'm a very active fat person. Like I love to eat, but then I'm always running around doing things. So I've never had the opportunity to get that fat. So... <laughs> But anyway, every time I'd come in here, and this bitch, one day I sat by her, she'd be in there just chowing down, eating some, they have a thing called like the hobo platter or something, you know, she'd be in there shoveling the hobo platter in her fucking fat, fat face. And I remember her, I don't know if I'm crazy on this, I remember her having piercings, and she would literally take a drag off of her Marlboro Red and just fucking blow it towards my table. I'm not fucking joking, would just blow it towards my table. And she would even blow it on the person that I was eating with because we were right beside her. It was like she was daring us to say something. And I'm like, well, there's like six of you. And the, the one person that's causing the problem is bigger than my fat ass and the person I got with me. <laughs> Like, look, I'm a slim 400, all right? This bitch was a slim 800. <laughs> she could have fucking ate me. I mean, it, this is how fat this fucking bitch was. And she was so rude and just a fucking cunt every time I'd come in there. And uh, I remember uh, being relieved that they finally, like, built a non-smoking section to the restaurant. So I'd be all the way on the other side of the section of the restaurant and not have to deal with this fat cunt. 
Uh, I never, I never understood what her problem was. I never understood why she literally would not stop staring at me the whole fucking time I'd be in this restaurant every single time I went in there. And, uh, I'm just assuming she's dead now because I never see her. But every time I go in there, there is always a table of black people hanging out and uh, raising hell every time I get there, which is fun. I like it. It was fun. Today they were in there. Uh, it's really um, it's really like relieving when you go to a restaurant and like like today the table was like, just cussing up a storm, saying, you know, goddamn this, goddamn this. Usually in Alabama, for my overseas listeners, usually in Alabama, if you say goddamn it in public, people like shriek and cringe. <laughs> but at this restaurant, it's very relieving because I'm a person who I love to use the Lord's name in vain. As I tell everyone, I like to I like to use the power of the Lord in my cursing. I like to put that extra umph, that extra power of the Lord right into my cursing. And that's what these uh, gentlemen were doing today is they, I, I, f- I forgot what they were fucking bitching about, but they were in there. Fuck this. God damn it. This and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, this is cool. This is cool. I'm going to come in here more often and sit by these gentlemen because then no one can look at me weird when I talk. Cause I have weird, strange conversations, especially when I'm with Burt's chili, our conversations go all over the place. And uh, I, he is a real person. He is a real person. <laughs> so eventually, you know, eventually we'll have him on here. But anyway, back to the thing. You know, they're in here cursing up a storm. and I, it, But the whole place is smoke-free now. They have fucking great breakfast food. If you need breakfast, the Steak and Biscuit in Moulton, Alabama is a great place to go. And if you want to go in there and drop the... God damn, drop the fucking this, fucking that. If you want to be a heathen, the steak and biscuit is where to go because they do not give a fuck. They do not give a fuck. All right. And we had a, a waitress that was very kind of like, she'd be cold one minute and then come over and like touch your shoulder and, you know, be like, what do you need? And she, you know, she's a good, she's a great waitress, great waitress. But at first I was like, you know, she seems kind of rude, you know, but she was just, I guess she was busy. But that's just me. That's just me. I never, I'm not good at getting a read on people. So it's kind of hard, like when you have a waitress, like, oh, is this person a bitch or is this person an asshole or what? Or are they nice? She ended up being nice. She ended up being a great waitress. So um, Steak and Biscuit, Moulton, Alabama. If you're a heathen and you're in the deep Bible Belt South and you want a place that you can relax and be yourself, Go to the Steak and Biscuit because nothing you do can compare to the table that sat next to you. <laughs> oh, that, hopefully that didn't sound too bad and hopefully that wasn't too all over the place. Did I make a point? Did I ever make a point in any of that? Probably not. <laughs> Uh, so, so after that, we, uh, we went to Duluth Trading Company. Duluth, no pinch, no stink, blah, blah, blah. We make these tough fucking clothes. Duluth Trading from Minnesota. Fucking 
Dwayne, Minnesota, we make tough clothing. <laughs> you know, you, you've heard the commercials, you know, no pinch, no stink, blah, 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 all this underwear shit. Every single goddamn thing that I have bought from Duluth Trading Company has been the cheapest bullshit. They literally charge two to three times the price for stuff, and it falls apart. So I bought some of those bison moccasins. They did not survive the first day. I bought these bison moccasins, fucking bison leather moccasins. I thought they looked great. I love the color. You know that it's like a red, dark red leather. You know, I fucking... I'm not into leather sexually, but I love leather, right? So I got the fucking shoes with the leather all of them. There's that deep red leather. It looks so fucking good. I was like, man, I'm going to fucking look so good in these fucking bison moccasins. And then first fucking day, they start falling apart like the fucking seams literally break. The first fucking day I had them. And then... I've had shirts and shit that tore up real quick there. And I've bought underwear there. And, you know, they're real big on their underwear. They love advertising their underwear. And that's the commercials. No pinch, no strength, blah, blah, blah. Their underwear, the only place their underwear is most comfortable is crawling up your ass. Literally, you're going to be spending every second of your day pulling this underwear out of your fucking butthole. I mean, I, I don't know who or what does like the hemming and the the actual uh, dimensions of the underwear, but it is not built for my frame. It is not built for Victoria Vandenberg's frame because it goes straight into my butthole. It's almost like it has a like a mind and a life of its own, and it has consciousness, and it's it loves sniffing buttholes and it just crawls right up into your ass fucking cheap shit all right so from there we went to like old time pottery and there wasn't shit in old time pottery if you ever need like planters or anything like that they, they do put them on sale at the end of the summer which is the only good thing about it <laughs> So I don't want to talk about them because they they aren't that great. So why talk about them, right? Fuck them. So we leave there. And this is when I really start like losing my shit and realizing. Because early in the morning, you know, it wasn't busy at the stores. But then like around about the time we get to Cabela's. And I had some Cabela points built up. So I was like, I'm going to fucking use my Cabela points. I go into Cabela's. No one, it's like no one is aware that there are other people in the world. Does anyone deal with this? Like I go in and people are like blocking the aisles, blocking the doors. Don't give a fuck about anyone else trying to get around anywhere. And you'll sit there and be like, hey, I need through. And they'll be like, they'll just ignore you and just sit in the middle of the fucking aisle blocking you from being able to look at what you want to look at. So this is this was the story of the whole day. Just people unaware that they're in the world and stopping people from fucking being able to shop, 
next year I'm going to just do all my shopping in November because December, you're fucked. You're fucked if you try to shop in December. And this is why I'm, I hate Christmas now. It's fucking stressful. But here's the kicker. So I've got my buggy. I'm going through an aisle where the shoes are. I'm looking at shoes. It's like, I'm going to think about buying like my brother some shoes. So I go in. I'm coming through. And there's this little fucking fat fuck kid. He's a fat fuck. He's so fucking fat that he's wearing a, he's got like a fucking back brace on. I'm like, what the fuck happened to this kid? Well, anyway, this fucking kid is just blocking the aisle. And I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I was being friendly. I was being, Victoria's very friendly. Uh, and I was like, excuse me. He just sits there blocking the aisle. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me, uh, son. Uh, I need to get through. Silence. Just dead silence. I'm like, excuse me, sir. I, I really need to get through. This is like a fucking eight-year-old kid. Just sits there. Silence. And I'm like, uh, ex- excuse me. Um, I, I really... I need to get through here. And uh, upon the fourth time that this kid ignores me and his grandfather's sitting there with him, I'm like, I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through. So I just pushed the buggy right by him and it grazed him. And I went through. And, uh, and his grandfather's like, son, you should really, you should really watch out and get out of the way of people. And this little fat fuck, this little fat chubby fingered fat fuck in there with a fucking, he's so fucking fat that he's got a fucking back brace on, looks at his grandfather and says, I don't care. And I just, I turn around and I just look around and this fat fucking kid is over there like looking at shoes and I'm just like, fuck this. If. I, I wanted to punch that little kid in the face. Sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes I didn't do it because Victoria is very friendly. I'm a very friendly, warm, charming person. So I didn't do it. But that kid needed a punch in the face. He needed to get those little teeth knocked out. So I just roll my eyes and I'm like, fuck. And I, I literally verbally say, Society is falling apart at the seams. <laughs> like I verbalize that in Cabela's as I'm walking through the shoe aisle. Because that was my day. People being rude, obnoxious. And this and this guy, this kid's grandfather is just like staring at him like, fuck, this kid's an asshole. Just staring at him like, what's wrong with my fucking grandkid? I'm like, fuck this kid. I should have went up and fucking just... Kicked him right in that fucking back brace is what I should have done. Just kicked him right down on that back brace. Fat fuck. He has, that kid, that fucking kid has no future. He's already spoiled. He's already salty at age eight. He's already morbidly obese at age eight. There's no future there for that kid. Absolutely no future. Just a fat fuck, no good piece of shit. 
And I should have I should have just ended it right there. It was a concrete floor. Okay. I'm very good at certain things. I could have picked him up. Because all I do at my work, I push and pull, I lift things. I could have picked this fucking kid up. I could have fucking just dropped him right on his fucking fat head. He's probably already, he's like eight years old. He's probably already 250 pounds. Fucking throw this kid right on his head. He's done. He's done. Because to be honest with you, this kid is going straight to juvie. He's going straight to jail. There, There's nothing good happening with this kid. Nothing good at all. What was that serial killer? There was a serial killer that used to like kill his victims and like turn them into hamburgers and sell them. That's what this kid looked like. Is Joe, is it Joe Metheny? Something like that. Joe Metheny. I think that's the name. Joe Metheny. He was like a 400 pound serial killer who would like fucking chop people up and like served people fucking people. Serve people, people. That sentence made it. Okay, so that's what this kid reminds me of. Like, he's like a young Joe Metheny. And I, you know how, like, you you always have those thought experiments. If you could have stopped Hitler, would you go back and do it? Yes. Yes, I would have. And I should have stopped a future Joe Metheny, if I'm even saying that name right, from fucking, because this kid is not going to contribute. He's going to be on, if he does, if he's not in jail by 18, he's going to be on disability by 18. No fucking good. We've got to start beating our kids. You can tell I'm getting old now. Well, we need to beat the shit out of these kids because shit, we, we got to get them straightened out. Bunch of bullshit. All right. So enough about future Joe Metheny. <laughs> so we went. I tried to shop today. We went to fucking Bridge Street. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Well, never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, we went to fucking Bridge Street. We went to like Parkway Place. Couldn't get any goddamn parking anywhere. Uh, my father's very old. He has to have the handicapped parking. He can't walk long distances so couldn't find any parking so i wasn't able to like shop in dillard's or bilk or jc penny or anything like that it's a bunch of bullshit complete bunch of bullshit so we went to um oh another restaurant review we went to walton's walton's in huntsville alabama and their food's great they got fried green tomatoes they got okra they got fucking um, rosemary baked chicken. Uh, my father had um, chicken fried chicken. And then I topped it all off with lemon ice box pie. And it was deli- it was so delicious that I actually ordered one for myself for Christmas, <laughs> which was pretty expensive. And, uh, I think dad tried the chocolate pie really good place really you never even hear about it when you go like when you go to huntsville nobody ever tells you to go to walton's well victoria is telling you to go to walton's it's fucking delicious if you like southern food uh there's nothing you know there's nothing fancy about it it's nothing pretentious it's just a restaurant where you can sit down and have normal everyday southern food so i like it I like it. So go there. All right. 
So, you know, I finally get some grub in me, right? I'm feeling better. Feeling better. Right? Victoria is feeling perky. All right? She's doing good. So then I go, I'm like, they opened up a new book, Million. So I'm like, I'm going to go try this new book, Million. And I get in this book, Million, and there's no, like, parking anywhere because there's so many people out. But the stores, the outlet stores, have made parking worse because now we have reserved parking for everyone. We have reserved parking for handicapped people. We have reserved parking for Purple Hearts. We have reserved parking for expectant mothers. We have reserved parking for online shopping. We have reserved parking for the pharmacy. You know, we have all this reserved parking for every little specific group of people they can think of. I, I'm assuming we're eventually going to have an LGBTQ plus parking spot. Well, I haven't got that yet. Um because we've got to make sure that we virtue signal enough to all these different groups. And it's like, fuck. It's like, I, I need to park. Just a fucking, like, your customer. Your customer needs to park. The person, the person that's going to walk into your fucking store and shop needs to park. It's like, oh, but we got to have, like, this reserved parking for the people that are just online picking up. It's like, what? Get it fucking sent to your house. Why are they more special than me? I'm going to go look around and actually buy shit. But for some reason, the person who buys their shit online gets better parking. I don't, I don't know. Just It doesn't make any sense to me. Victoria likes to park <laughs> in more ways than one. All right. So that's my parking rant is we have to, we need to pass some laws that there is only handicap parking. None of this other bullshit. None of this other bullshit. That expectant mother needs to walk. That purple heart, if he's disabled, can park in the disabled spot. If not, which I'm assuming he would be if he was a purple heart, because usually they are injured, right? Don't they have to be injured to get to purple heart? And, you know, I respect soldiers. Victoria respects soldiers, Right? I've been on Navy ships. You ever seen that share video? <laughs> That's basically me in the Navy. <laughs> so uh, I get into books a million and it's just like fucking packed. They got this weirdo who's making like balloon animals for children. And I'm just like that that guy does not need to be around children. You ever see those people where you're just like, there's a reason that they learn that's, you know, it's just like when you see people who, um, it's just like when you see people who start clowning, they start dressing up as clowns. You see people who become youth pastors. You see people who like learn how to like tie, you know, uh, balloon animals or they learn how to juggle or do magic. They're all sus. They're all suspect, all right? Do not fucking trust these people with your kids. Don't let them around your fucking kids. There's a reason they learn that particular set of skills. Because <laughs> they're pedophiles, all right? So keep them away. So then 
They're like, oh, if you if you spend fifty dollars, you get a measly ten percent off. It's like, what the fuck? Only ten percent? So basically, the tax is off. I'll save a dollar. <laughs> fifty dollars is a lot of money to spend, motherfucker, especially on books. Now I already have a ton of books, which is not. I'm not exaggerating. I actually have a huge collection of books that I never read. <laughs> Uh, as I get older, I guess I'm getting more ADHD where I like, I'll start a book and then like, I'll start another book and then I'll start, I'll just jump from one thing to another and I'll have the intention of going back and just kind of like reading it and then jumping back and forth. But I just keep moving on to different things. So it just is what it is. You know, you get older and your brain starts fucking up, your body starts fucking up and you just change. I'm way different. I used to sit in my room in here for hours and just watch movies and TV shows. And now I can't get, it's very hard to get myself to sit down. I have to be just running around doing stuff at all times. Now it's just the way my brain has, maybe I need to be on meds. I don't know. Just the way I am. So how did I get to that from there? Anyway, I had to wait like 30 minutes in line at books a million. Cause they, they downsize. See books a million. If you're not familiar, my overseas, I need to cater to my overseas audience here. Books a Million is a company out of Florence, Alabama, started by the Andersons. And these stores used to be so beautiful. You Back in the 80s and 90s, this was like a giant Kmart, Walmart-sized store that just had books and magazines. You would have half a mile. The, literally, the magazine rack itself was half a mile, half a goddamn mile. You could literally go in a books a million and get in all your steps for the day if you had a pedometer, okay? It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Um, and now they're downsizing all the stores, and this new store is like fucking tiny. You could fit this store in one of their old stores, Joe Mugs, because they used to have these like coffee shops in them called Joe Muggs. You could literally fit this new store in the Joe Muggs of the previous old stores because they were so fucking gigantic back in the day. And you could get any type of magazine you wanted. If you were a pothead, you go in there and get high times. If you were atheist, you go in there and get skeptics or whatever fucking stupid goddamn magazine you listen to if you're an atheist or read if you're an atheist. You go in there and you get books on gardening and just any interest you have woodworking you go in at guns go in there and get you a magazine and now it's just like a sparse selection of tiny books and i'd rather just go in barnes and noble now because they've just kind of turned it into books and toys so uh that's just my rant about books a million it used to be a beautiful thing and they should have kept the gigantic stores open i want there's a store in nashville called mckay's and it's a fucking gigantic store. But Books of Millions back in the day were even bigger than McKay's. So just to, you know, I hope the European listeners, um, I don't know if they can get a real understanding of how things were. But trust me, times were good. <laughs> and now they're not. Um, so yeah, I fucking sat in line there. Um, and for some reason, this guy that's che that was checking me out, 
is like, he's very talkative and just wanting to talk people. Just talk to people. Like, just like stop it with the chit chat. Stop asking me all this stuff. I'm not good with people. Just let me go. Just let me go. You're holding up the line with all these questions about me. Like, have you ever like... Have you ever like went somewhere and someone keeps asking you questions and you're like, fuck, are you like an identity thing? You know, they, they ask so many questions that you're like, God, you could guess my password now. You've asked so many questions and got so many answers. Fuck. Well, anyway, we fucking, we left there. And I'm like, just chill out, Victoria. Everything's fine. Just chill the fuck out. It's you. It's you. You're annoyed. You, you get ornery at times. You get ornery at times, all right? So we're like, well, maybe, and, you know, we went by Harbor Freight, too, but I'm not going to get into that because there wasn't really anything interesting in Harbor Freight. But went to Sam's Club. And this is where I almost lost my shit today, but Victoria held it together. Victoria's an adult, and she held it together. All right, so I go in Sam's Club, and uh, this is th- this is going to be about my expensive purchase for the day, uh, which I um, I know I was bitching about how I don't make much money and all this stuff earlier, and how I'm bitching about buying other people's gifts. Uh, but all year I've been wanting to buy myself a nice watch. Okay, so I had a Stour watch, which looked nice, but was really cheap and broke really quick. So I was like, well, I want to buy an actual, spend some money and buy an actual nice watch. Now, I don't have the money to buy a Rolex. I don't have the money to buy a lot of these really high-end watches. Those are just out of my price range. But some of these watches, like this Salvatore, um, it's a, fuck, what was his name? Salvatore, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I forgot his name. And, you know, Gucci and Versace and stuff like that and, uh, Beluva, is that how you say it? Beluva and, you know, Citizen, uh, you know, I'm sort of in their range, right? I can spend a couple hundred dollars and get one of their watches. So I fucking get into Sam's and there's this really super rude lady at the jewelry aisle. And, and we're in Sam's club, right? You know, this is not, we're not at Grogan's jewelers. <laughs> You know, we're not in some fucking, I don't know, that what I'm Kay's Jewelers. We're not in like a fancy jewelry shop. We're in, we're in fucking Sam's Club. This woman is sitting here going through the case, looking at all the rings, having them pull out all the rings, and um, basically just taking up like lots and lots of time. And there's only one person there. So I'm having to sit there and wait. So this one woman gets tired of dealing with this woman who's just constantly looking at rings and things like that. And she even admits she's not going to fucking buy anything. She's not going to even buy anything that day. And here I am. I'm fucking, I'm literally like right now, it's, it's the one time of the month that I don't have any bills to pay. So I'm like, I actually could buy myself a watch right now. So this fucking bitch runs off this one woman, 
that's working there at Sam's Club. She's like, look, I got other things to do, lady. I got other things to do. So she leaves and she's like, I'll send someone else down here. So after wasting like a ton of time of, of this woman's time, they had to send another employee. So we waited another 10 minutes for another employee to show up. She spent 30 minutes looking at fucking rings that she did not buy. And she would keep talking about, oh, I need to bring my husband over here to say that's one. Oh my God, it looks so good on my ring. My ring. You know, just being a, just wasting these people's time. And I'm like, you know, go to fucking a jeweler. You know, if you're really just shopping, like, but we're at Sam's Club right now. Well, anyway, this was annoying the shit out of me. And yeah, you know, maybe I'm being impatient, but look, she's really, she does not give a fuck that she's wasting people's time. And when the, the new person came up, this guy came up, uh, he was like, uh, who was here first? Who do I help? And she's like, me, I was here first. And I'm just sitting here thinking, but you've already gotten help. You've literally just wasted this woman's time. And now you're going to waste this guy's time. So she literally spent, I know I'm saying literally a lot. I need to cut that out of my dictionary, my diction. Well, anyway, she's fucking wasting this person's time. I had to wait another 30 minutes. And by the time he got over there, I was in between two watches and I wanted to try them on. But because this bitch took so much time and literally she was still there. I pointed at one. I said, I want that one. I want that one. And I can buy it. I can buy that watch. I have the money to buy that watch. Unlike her who just wasted an hour, a fucking hour of Sam's Club employees time. And he was like, yes, sir. And he fucking grabbed the the fucking watch. And I have I even mentioned what kind of watch? I bought a Versace watch. Why did I buy a Versace watch? I don't know. Why did I want this watch? Why did I buy this watch? I don't know. I, I like pretty things. All right. I like, I'm just going to simplify it down to that. I like good looking things. I like pretty things. I love the Medusa logo. Most Versace stuff is kind of trashy. Their clothing is trashy. A lot of the stuff they sell is trashy, but I thought this watch was nice. And I like the little Medusa logo of uh, Versace. So I fucking bought this Versace watch. I was like, <laughs> I can buy it. Unlike her. I have money, unlike her. I'm not going to waste your fucking time, unlike that cunt right there. I'm going to buy this shit. Victoria is the bad bitch in this situation, all right? I'm going to spend the money. This bitch, I'm I'm driving a Mitsubishi Mirage. I doubt that bitch is. She wants to... If she wants to stand up, if she wants to get froggy, we can go out in the parking lot and claw each other's eyes out. So I bought a Versace watch. Still don't know why. Still think it was a horrible decision, but I like nice things. You know, I like nice things. Just it's a flaw I have. I like to have a nice watch. Um, I like to have nice clothing. Uh, it's just a flaw I have. 
And uh, apparently Birch Chili thinks I'm trashy because I bought a Versace watch, which might be true. It might be true. I don't know. Um, I thought it was nice. And I was all excited about it. And I was all happy about it. And Birch Chili's like, <laughs> yeah, the type of person that would buy that watch thinks the Olive Garden is classy. <laughs> Maybe he's right. I don't know. It probably is. But anyway, I bought a Versace watch. I didn't pay as much. Usually, the reason I bought it is I've been looking at watches all year. And I've been looking at like Saks Fifth Avenue, all these different places. And usually a Versace watch, a Gucci watch, um, usually like over a thousand. And this was like, uh, they had them ranging from 500 to like 700. And I was like, that's way cheaper than they usually are. So I bought one. And now I have me a nice watch. But uh, apparently I'm getting shit for, um, for doing that. But, uh, yeah, just a shout out to that lady that wasted an hour of two Sam's club employees time. Fuck you. Don't do that. People don't waste people's time. Time is valuable. Don't do it. <laughs> don't waste people's time. Uh, and I don't know, we could sit here all night psychoanalyzing why I bought this fucking watch. We really could, but um, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to psychoanalyze it. I'm just going to go, look, I wanted a nice watch. I bought a nice watch. I work all the time. Why shouldn't I have nice things? God damn it. And, you know, after I bought it, I, I did want to go to the Crew de Vue this year in New Orleans. And I realized after I bought it, I was like, fuck, can I still afford to go to the Crew de Vue? <laughs> so we're going to have to find a way to pay this fucking thing off. That way I can book a trip to New Orleans uh, for the uh, Crudevue Parade uh, in Mardi Gras, which is an obscene parade, and uh, that's why I love it. It's so obscene, it's so over the top, and I just can't get enough of it, and I hope to be able to go this year. All right, so I guess we're going to venture, um, we're going to venture into politics a little bit. Um. I might need to take a break because uh, somebody turned on the goddamn heat again. So uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back to it. All right. Took a little break. Had to turn off the heater. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention when I was at Books Million, they actually did have a good book selection. And I picked up a book called uh, Carmilla, the cult classic that inspired Dracula. By Sheridan LaFanu. I like that name. That's a cool name. So hopefully this is going to be a good book. Because um, that's exactly the reason I picked it up. I was like, that is cool. Um, and I like any type of Victorian horror novel. So uh, hopefully it'll be good. I picked up another book called, uh, uh, <clears throat> called Witches. The History of of a persecution. And uh, I had previously seen this book on Amazon and I was going to order it, but I never got around to it. So hopefully these two books uh, will not, uh, and who's this by? Nigel, Nigel Cawthorn, which is the history of a persecution. So hopefully these, this won't end up being two books that I jump around reading and then like move on to something else. Cause that's what I always do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the news today. Pardon me uh, drinking. Uh, you know, 
you know, I'm drinking, uh, I got the Coney, Coney Island, uh, mug and I'm drinking a diet sun kissed on the rocks, which is what I'm always doing. <laughs> so, um, Did I really? I wrote down talk about gas prices. What, what the fuck? Nobody wants to fucking hear. Gas prices are down. So we're going to talk about the news. This is Victoria covering the news. So gas prices are down. Gas was two seventy eight today. I want to thank Allah. I want to thank Allah. I want to thank uh, OPEC. I want to thank. They didn't have nothing to do with it. They they actually want it to be higher. <laughs> I love these people like they think the president controls gas prices. Like they think Biden has something to do with it. And they think, and there are things they can do to help, but you know, normally the fluctuation really doesn't have anything to do with them. So um, it's just annoying, but I'm glad that it's down. I'm glad the economy um, has been destroyed and um, um, everything's going oh so well. Oh, I'm forgetting something. Maybe we need to put off talking about the news because um, I forgot to talk about something that is very vital, very vital to the show. So as you know, I've been talking about, I've been trying to get reassigned at work. And I thought, why not see if I can actually uh, get, a, get a house here and just you know take myself off the reassignment list? So I go, there's, there's this like little shack in a town near my work, a little fucking shack. All right. And I know I talked about this briefly, I think on the last podcast, I mean, it's fucking like tore up, run down. It's in a horrible neighborhood where there's like falling in houses and everything in a town near my work, but it would be very convenient. Like I thought I could fix it up and and be able to only have a 20-minute drive instead of an hour-and-a-half drive. So I go and I look at this fucking house. And, you know, I talk to this realtor. And uh, I I just want to go through my experience just so people can get an idea of just what it's like. You know, I know I just talked about buying a Versace watch. (laughs) But... uh, I normally couldn't, it was just a good week and I was able to buy a Versace watch. So, okay. For normal people who make normal wages, you know, I only make like 50 something thousand a year. I don't make a lot of money, right? So I fucking went and looked at this house. The list price was $100,000 for this house. And I'm talking about it is in a goddamn horrible neighborhood fucking horrible and this uh i call this real estate agent i'm like hey i'm interested in this house uh can i come see it and she's like have you been pre-approved yet for a loan i'm like what do you mean being pre-approved for a loan why do i need to be pre-approved to see a house and she's like well it would just be better if you would because we would know what you could actually get house-wise and i was like well that makes sense but it's still kind of fucked up that you're refusing to show me a fucking house until I get pre-approved, you know? So I'm like, I don't know about this bitch. You know, <laughs> I don't know about this fucking bitch. 
Uh, so I, you know, I get pre-approved and I, you know, I was like, I've already been pre-approved, you know, last year I was looking at houses. So, you know, I was pre-approved for all these different, through all these different places. And then she's like, well, I got my own lady I can send you to. And this old lady, this lady at the bank, um, uh, the trust bank is what I'll call it, the trust. And so I talked to this lady and she's like, you don't even need money down. You don't even need a down payment. You don't need to pay for the closing costs. We can get you into a house. And I was very excited about it. I was like, fuck, this lady, these people know what they're doing. And, you know, they even was like, okay, if you got a loan for 85000 you know, your house payment with the insurance, taxes, and everything rolled all into one would be like 700 bucks. And I was like, fuck, okay, <laughs> let's go get a house, right? So, you know, this lady finally agrees after I get pre-approved. She's like, oh, I'm going to show you this house in the fucking ghetto. There's literally like crackheads walking around. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I can afford in this area. Because the area has gotten so expensive because it's been developed so much in the past like five years. It has doubled in size and it's just like all these manufacturers and companies are coming to the area and it's just like really blown up. And most of the developments happened around where I work and all the other areas, but it, it hasn't really went to this one town that I'm looking at. And that's why I was looking at this one town because I was like, it's going to be cheaper. So looking at this house and I'm like, I look at this house and I'm like, how are they asking a hundred thousand dollars for this fucking house? It's like got holes in the walls. The floors are all fucked up. I mean, there's like probably a hundred grand of work that would have to be done to it. And then I go down to the, go down the street. I look at another house, the siding's falling off and the woods rotten underneath. And this house, they're wanting a hundred thousand dollars for. So I'm like, well, okay, both these houses are shit. Why are they wanting a hundred thousand? Because it's in this bad name. There's so many reasons why I shouldn't pay a hundred thousand for this house. And I know a lot of y'all from other parts of the country are like, what the fuck are you? What are you talking about? This isn't Alabama money. Okay, this isn't. Uh, Belgium money. This isn't California money. This isn't Virginia money, where all my listeners are from. This isn't UK money, Ireland money, Iceland money. This is Alabama money we're talking about. $100,000 is a lot of money in Alabama. All right? So just keep that in perspective. Um, Unless you're in Huntsville, (laughs) apparently. Uh, So... I tell the realtor, I'm like, I just don't see the value in this house. And I told her as high as I want to go 60. So I put in an offer on this house. And uh, I put in the offer on the house. And the lady turns me down and doesn't even counter offer. Like she doesn't even throw a count. She could have said any number. And I would have been happy just to get a number back out of her. She wouldn't even fucking counter offer. So I told the realtor, I was like, fuck that bitch. Fuck her. But guess what I did afterwards? I have uncovered an Illuminati conspiracy theory. 
in this fucking small town in Alabama that's near a big town in Alabama. And um, so basically, all of the low-income housing in this area, in this particular town, there's about five or six houses on Zillow in this town. Like, I'm, you know, when I look on Zillow, there's like five or six houses in this one particular town that's very poor. Everyone's poor there. So I find out through a little research that the person I, the house I just put an offer in on is, was bought by a real estate agent from Huntsville. Don't want to say her name. Maybe one day I will, because I think this is shitty what she's doing. And she bought this house for $30,000. She put it back on the market a month later for $125,000. She could not get that price because it's in a hellhole and nobody can, nobody that would live in this neighborhood can afford that payment on a $125,000 house. Remember, Alabama money. We're talking about Alabama money here. Um, so she keeps lowering it. It's been on the market for like a year. She keeps lowering and lowering the price, just little by little by little by little. So she's got it down to, uh, I think she just lowered it to $99,000 now. And she would not accept my offer of 60, which I, I feel like she's ripping me off buying it at 60 because a year ago it was worth 30 grand. She bought it for 30 grand a year ago. So I start looking into all these, all the houses that are under 150,000 that are being sold in that area. Every single one of them was bought for around 30 to 60,000 and was directly put back on the market the very next month for double or triple what they bought it for with no work done. They just put it back on the market. So what that did, when they went in there buying up all those cheap houses, that raised all of the estimates on everyone else's houses. So that when you see all these numbers, like people were putting all these obscene numbers on their houses, and it raised the prices of everything in that area, just because these realtors found out that they could go in, buy the cheap houses, double, triple the prices, and then every single house on the market Every single house that's on the market in that area's home price rose overnight because of this. That's my Illuminati conspiracy. Realtor, that's my Illuminati realtor conspiracy theory uh, in this fucking town. And that's what, exactly what happened. And I told the realtor, I was like, look, the economy's bad. The interest rates have been jacked up. Those, those home prices are going to come back down. Y'all are not going to get... All these people moving to Huntsville do not want to live in this neighborhood. You're not going to get those tech bros coming in here, moving into this shitty neighborhood. It's going to be people like me, middle-class people like me, wanting to live in that neighborhood. So, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. I will wait till next year when the economy collapses, and you're going to be begging me to take that fucking house, you fucking cunt. So... I'm remaining on the reassignment list at work. I'm fucking moving. Birmingham's cheap as shit. I can move to Birmingham. I could have a castle in Birmingham for what they're asking for, for that shitty rundown house that needed $100,000 worth of work 
Um, so that's my conspiracy theory on home buying in that area. <laughs> Fucking bunch of pieces of shit. Um, but in breaking news, uh, Belvedere Vodka. Belvedere Vodka. Uh, why? Why Belvedere? Why do you have Daniel? Look, I like Daniel Craig. I like Daniel Craig. He's one of my favorite Bonds, okay? Um, but why do you have him just dancing around like, oh, Belvedere Vodka? And he's just running around like awkwardly dancing and you know, not even really very good at it, you know. But uh, he's just like, we're going to get a shirtless Daniel Craig to dance around in our commercials and the kids are going to love it. It's going to be hip. <laughs> it's like, no, only old ladies are going to like that. So Belvedere Vodka, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me why. Why did y'all think that was a good idea to put Daniel Craig dancing in your videos? And why did you think it was a good idea to spend millions of dollars to make sure that every time I pull up Facebook, I would be seeing Daniel Craig dancing with vodka? <laughs> Don't understand it. Do not understand it. Okay. So we're eventually going to get to the news because I did want to have a news segment to this podcast. So, um, you know, because there's so much shit's going on. So I guess one thing I'll talk about is I've realized over the past couple of weeks uh, that we always underestimate Joe Biden. And I, I've always underestimated this man because he is a power player. He is an old-timey power player. And I've kind of realized that over the past like month, I've realized, you know, people make fun of him, say he's senile, say he can't talk, can't strength, you know, people say he's got dementia. He just can't talk. You know, he's just not good at talking. You know, Nancy Pelosi's not good at talking either. But he's like a real true, like, LBJ level power player. I realized that this week, except I liked LBJ more. <laughs> so, this guy really knows how to grab the reins of power and hold on. You know, this motherfucker's got his hands firmly grasped on the reins. And he knows how to, like, control shit. And this guy, I think this guy's going to be, an, unless he dies, I don't see any other way of him not being uh, the president for a full eight years. Because he knows, like, first off, he is kind of secured uh, the money, you know, especially, you know, he broke up the rail worker strike and he, you know, that was a wink, wink, nod, nod to like capital and big business. Like, Hey, I'm your fucking guy. Don't fucking send that money over to the Republicans. I'm your fucking guy. I'm the guy in charge. I've got the party on lockdown. I'm in charge. And that's one thing I realized this week is this guy is not the old senile man people seem to think he is. This motherfucker's in charge. He might not can, you know, talk good, but he's in there and he's in control. And he's going to remain in control because he, he knows everyone. 
He has relationships with everyone. He knows how things work in Washington. He's been there for a hundred years. And, you know, it's kind of like, I'm going to compare him and Nancy Pelosi. You know how, like, if you have stocks, if you buy, like, stocks, and you just sit on them for, like, 50 years, with the compounded interest, you become a millionaire, right? Even if you're buying, like, you know, a couple hundred at a time, you're going to end up being a millionaire or a billionaire because it's just so much time and so much compounding interest, you're going to end up with a big number. That's kind of what... Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi have done. They've been around so long and have known so many people and so many organizations and just built their relationships. And they they just know how the beast works and they know how to control the beast and or not necessarily control it, but they know how to work with it. They know how to dance with the beast in the moonlight. And that's exactly what this guy's good at. And I've just constantly underestimated him. And he just rigged a fucking primary. So for the past couple of years, all I've heard from Democrats, and I'm a Democrat, well, sort of a Democrat. I'm more of an independent, but I'm liberal. They've been bitching and bitching for years about how the Republicans are like, trying to make it harder to vote and how they don't care about elections and how democracy matters. And how to, if you don't vote for us, democracy's dead. You know, they say all this shit and he just rigged a fucking primary. So he's not going to be able, I mean, he's now going to be able to easily, easily win the nomination again. So he's definitely going to be, if he's not beat by the Republican challenger, he's definitely going to be president again. Because he just moved a lot of the different states in the primary to where South Carolina's first. And South Carolina is like they love they love establishment candidates. They love traditional candidates. They don't like any kind of wild new people. They just go with the old brass. And he put that as the first state in the primary season so he could just rack up all the points and wipe away any challengers. So now Bernie's not going to be able to challenge him now, you know, because he used to start up in New Hampshire. Now no one's going to be able to challenge this guy. And that's when I realized this dude is way more deceptive, way eviler than we have ever imagined him. I mean, this, I could never imagine the Democratic Party going along with this, but they just did. They just fucking did. I mean, and another thing that I realized that this guy's playing on another level, but you don't realize he's playing on another level because he's so bad at talking and just, you know, he's just, he's always been, you know, he always says weird shit and slips a tongue and thing like that. That's what I used to kind of like about him. He used to just speak his mind, right? So this guy somehow got the media to completely not cover his son's scandal. So his son is like been doing all these sketchy business deals and fucking smoking crack, smoking. I mean, this motherfucker, his son is basically the modern day Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter Biden is the modern day Hunter S. Thompson. But instead of writing really fun, quirky novels, he's doing business deals in the Ukraine 
He's selling his artwork. He's smoking crack. He's doing PCP. He's fucking all kinds of bitches. All, I'm, I'm talking about this guy fucks. Hunter Biden fucks. And apparently, um, apparently he's basically like Bo Sin downstairs. This motherfucker, he's got a hog. Okay. I hate to say it. Hunter Biden's got a hog. All right. And I'm a huge fan of him now. I'm, I want Hunter Biden to run for president. <laughs> I think he's fucking great. And he does drugs. He fucking does sketchy business deals in the Ukraine. And his dad can literally stop the entire U.S. media from covering it other than conservative outlets. It's insane. But uh, if you ever get the chance, look up all these pictures of him. So there's a picture of him online. So there's one where he's in his underwear. And, um, you know, he's very well endowed. And he's in his underwear in front of a pool. And he's like got guns for some reason by the pool. Like, why would you have guns by the pool? And he's like got his sunglasses on and he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And I'm like, this dude is so fucking cool. I want to be friends. Victoria wants to be friends with Hunter Biden. I want to be, I want to be that bitch that rides on the back of the motorcycle with Hunter Biden. <laughs> he's fucking great. Uh, so if you haven't looked it up, look up all these pictures of Hunter Biden in very um, provocative, uh, very provocative poses. Uh, and he's just, he's the best. He's the best. And he's the, I'm declaring him, I'm giving him the Hunter S. Thompson fun guy award. <laughs> and I want there to be more Hunter Biden scandals to come. I want that to uh, just keep going. I want that just to keep going. Uh, so I have something to uh, look forward to. But uh, so I think I've covered Biden's a power player. Joe Biden's a power player. Hunter Biden is the funnest presidential son ever. Absolutely, without a doubt. There will never be like, you know, like Trump's kids suck. They're just kind of boring, you know, like, um, you know, Donald Trump Jr., he just likes to hunt. You know, that's all he likes to do. I think he's friends with Tim Heidegger. That's the most interesting thing he does is he's friends with Tim Heidegger. And then you have his other son, Eric. Eric's just like, just, just bland and boring. Uh, there's nothing to like there. And then Baron, you know, he's running around all autistic and shit, you know. Um, but there's, you know, there's no interesting sons of Donald Trump. But Hunter Biden, he's interesting. <laughs> That's the one thing you can say. Like, let's reelect Joe Biden, even though I don't want him reelected. The only the, the the number one reason to reelect Joe Biden is just so we get more Hunter Biden scandals, because I fucking love this guy. <laughs> so uh, one thing I did want to cover is uh Kristen Cinema uh from I believe Arizona. Uh she needs attention. Kristen Cinema needs attention. Like, what the fuck? This lady, you know, if, every time I see her, she's like, just, it's like a fucking 13-year-old girl. She just needs attention. Like, she's going out and getting tattoos and piercings and dyeing her hair and 
fucking wearing all kinds of crazy, like mismatched outfits and, you know, constantly just causing drama everywhere she goes, not voting for, you know, just basic things people need. And so this bitch is announced. She's announced because apparently the news has not been covering her enough. So she's announced she's an independent. Good fucking riddance. And this really sucks because she's going to end up getting a Republican elected in Arizona because what she's going to do, she's going to run as an independent. You're going to have the democratic primary. Um, they're going to elect someone to run as a, um, they're going to elect a Democrat to run. Then you're going to have her running as an independent and then you're going to have a Republican running. And then you're going to split that vote between the Democrat and Kristen Cinema, and a Republican's going to get elected. Thanks to this bitch who needs attention because she's a fucking 14 year old girl. I mean, I just, I wish there was a way that you could like, where we could just like have a referendum and kick someone out. <laughs> like just have a quick referendum and just kick someone out because they're just, they're, they're being in the Senate is just fucking pointless. Like fuck this bitch. Okay. So in other news, uh, Warnock beat Herschel Walker and I hope, Herschel Walker, like, you know, who is a resident of Texas running as a Senate candidate in um, running as a Senate candidate in Georgia. I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping he goes and gets whatever medical attention he needs because um, he's just he, he needs help. He needs help. I mean, this guy is. The, that brain, he's got that CTE thing that all the fighters get, or, you know, I guess he got it from football too, you know, but he, he did have an MMA fight, but he mainly got it from getting his head, getting tackled in football. But uh, yeah, he definitely needs counseling. Uh, and then in other news, um, fuck man, Ted Cruz's daughter, maybe I shouldn't even talk about this. Maybe Victoria should not even talk about this. Um, Ted Cruz's daughter tried to kill herself. Uh, I think she like stabbed herself several times. And, you know, I, I just want to say it. Everyone's thinking it. Victoria's going to say it. Um, who wouldn't try to kill themselves if that was their fucking father? There is not a single goddamn person who has ever met Ted Cruz that likes Ted Cruz. I don't know how he gets reelected. You know, it's just like Joe Biden. As long as you know how to control the wheels of power, how to fucking hold those reins and hold them tight, um, you can stay in office forever. And uh, this guy is just a piece of shit, and I'm assuming his daughter's Self-inflicted wounds have something to do with him being a complete and utter fucking cocksucker. And um, I just, I don't even know what to say to him because it's just, it's just pointless. You know, uh, that type of person. And, you know, we see some people in politics that, um, like they're in politics and they say the things that they have to say to get the, get the get into the position that they need to be to win an election, right? And then you have them like spend 10, 20 years or even longer in office 
doing all these horrible things just to keep their Senate seat or keep their House seat. And, you know, it's just like Mo Brooks. You know, Mo Brooks said and did horrible things while he was in office. And then, like, as soon as he gets out of office, he's like, yeah, I didn't like Trump. I think Trump's a piece of shit. I didn't like all the stuff he did. It's like, man, if only you were in a position of power to actually do something about uh, our shitty fucking (laughs) ex-president. But uh, I think that's enough of me uh, bitching and whining and moaning for the day about the news. It's been just a horrible couple of weeks for news because it really does look like we're going to go into a 2024 election with Joe Biden, who I do believe if he runs, he he quite possibly could get reelected, especially if Trump's the nominee. I think people are tired of Trump. I think only, you know, like, a large percent, you know, there's a lot of people within the Republican party that would love to see him run again. Right. And they're going to go vote for him in the primary. So he'll, he might, he probably has a good chance of becoming the nominee again. And I think that just ensures that Joe Biden gets elected and we just have another four years of a do nothing president that does nothing but serve corporate interests and business people. And, you know, they'll be like, Oh, let, let the people have gay marriage which is already the law of the land. Let the people have gay marriage. You know, they'll pass like a bill that's like, it's already the law, man. You know, it's already the law. You're not giving anybody anything. You know, that way we can distract from all this other shit we're doing for businesses. <laughs> and the, the left will eat it up. They will take that fucking, but they will bite into that hook. They will bite into that hook because these, these, parties have realized if they can just use these social issues to distract people from what's actually going on in the country, you know, they, they can, they can do whatever they want for business and corporate interests. And that's, that's the way I'm viewing the world now. That's the way Victoria views it is these social issues are distracting on both sides from what they're actually doing, trying to loosen regulations on big business, trying to help monopolies, you know, like Facebook and Twitter and Spotify and everything, you know. So, you know, loosen EPA regulations, things like that. You know, there are certain parts of uh, the town (laughs) that I was trying to buy a house in. There's certain parts of that town where you can't even go because there's toxic chemicals in the fucking air. People have literally died because they live next to this factory. That factory is allowed to continue on just because, you know, it's like the EPA is like a shell. And then the Alabama Department of uh, um, Environmental Management, um, that's just like a shell. It's, It's made to look like there's someone watching, but there's no one actually watching. Okay, so I know this rant's going all over the place. Um, maybe I should end on a positive note. Victoria should end on a positive note. Okay, so um, the holidays are coming up. We have, and I'm very happy because I've got a three-day weekend on Christmas. I've got a three-day weekend on Year's Eve. It's it's wonderful. I love I love my holidays. So... I want you to uh, try to 
put things in perspective. Try to, um, and I'm really bad about this. Try to uh, put yourself in a good mood. Be nice. Even if you're not, put on a fake face. Sometimes you got to put on a fake face, people. Okay? Sometimes you need to put on a fake face. Not for you, not for yourself, but for others. Don't ruin other people's time. Go hang out with your family members. Go wine and dine them. Go buy them presents. Go, go be friendly with people. Be nice to people. Spread love. Spread cheer. Spread merriment. It's the holidays. Even if you're not feeling it. And Victoria is not fucking feeling it. I've been in a bad mood all day. I've been Christmas shopping. I literally went on a 10-minute rant about how I wanted to uh, turn a fat kid into a paraplegic earlier. So you know Victoria is not feeling the holidays right now. But when I see my family, when I see my friends, when I see Bert's chill, even though he was mean to me earlier, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to put on a fake face. And I'm going to laugh. I'm going to tell jokes. I'm going to try to make their life nice and enjoyable, even if mine isn't. So with that, I bid you adieu. I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful night. I, uh, I wish you all well. Hi, I'm Lawrence O'Donnell with The Lawrence O'Donnell Show. You should watch after Rachel Maddow every night at 9 p.m. on MSNBC. You probably wondered, is that guy a journalist? Well, I, I wrote some episodes of The West Wing. I used to work in the Senate, and that's why I think I'm a big deal, and that's why I talk with authority and like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've been covering the news. Uh, we only cover Trump news, and that's why you need to join me every night at 9 p.m. Uh, we actually have breaking news now. Uh, just coming in. Just coming in. Uh, um, uh, uh, the Trump org. Uh, oh, fuck the Trump org. Oh, God, it was found guilty on all nine counts. Oh, God. Oh, fuck yeah. All nine counts. Oh, God. Oh, all nine counts. Oh, Trump all guilty. Oh, fuck yeah. Why? Why would I ride any other cock? Why would I ride any other cock? Why would I talk about any other news? Oh. Other than Trump. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck me, Trump. Fuck me. Oh, God. Fuck me so good. Oh, oh God. I could be talking about the Ukraine. I could be talking about fucking China. Oh, God. But every night I'm just going to fucking talk about Donald J. fucking Trump.